Welcome to the Function Podcast. I'm your host, Darlene Beck, Certified Autoimmune Nutritionist and Integrative Health Practitioner. From functional health to scientific studies, you'll be learning about the gut and brain connection, how to rebalance your hormones, re-regulate your nervous system, and identifying what works best for you. So let's get into it. start to your week Um, and I'm so excited that you're going to be tuning in today's episode especially if you're a woman because we're going to be talking about the female cycle and it's come to my attention and I was the same Uh, as women we don't really know how our cycle works we kind of just think we have a period that's it but really our cycle is a month-long journey where our body enters different phases And we should be treating our body differently in every phase that we go through. You know, eat differently, move our body differently. And I think that's why so many women are struggling with, you know, um, hormone issues. Because let's say you're a runner and you run every single day of the week. But that is not the best because, you know, during two, um, let's say, two phases of your menstrual cycle are phases where your body is meant to slow down and it needs to rest, you know. It needs to kind of like catch up on sleep, um, eat more nourishing foods. So yeah, I'm really excited to get into this because more women need to know on how their body works. And I feel like, well, every every girl that I've talked to is like, I hate my period. Like it's the worst time of the month. And I hate that. Like that is not how it's supposed to be. You know, if you're having insane periods, insane cramps, fatigue, nausea, um, headaches, all of this stuff. That is not normal. Yeah, it may be common because all of your friends are dealing with it, but it is not normal. Like, you should not be bedridden, trust me. So let's get straight into it. We first off have our menstrual phase, then our body goes into the follicular phase, then we have our ovulation phase, and then final, last but not least, our luteal phase. And then everything repeats. Um, And the average um, day cycle that a woman should have is usually 28 days. Sometimes it'll range from 30 to 31, but it should never be um, less than 28 or over 32. Somewhere around there. Those are somewhat of the normal levels. I do highly um, recommend that the 28-day um, cycle is the most normal. It is the most wanted um, to have like the best kind of like month and all of this stuff. So our menstrual phase is our bleeding period as we all know um, and during this phase our estrogen and our progesterone are at its lowest and our body is kind of you know needing some more rest, needing a little bit more nourishment. Our body naturally needs more calories more nourishing and yummy carbs um so during this time you know rest is super crucial no crazy hit or running or anything like that we want our body to kind of recover and our period should be lasting from three to five days you know regular flow um some like not insane insane cramps but like normal cramps nothing crazy where you're bedridden again but the reason why we have cramps is because our uterine lining is shedding and that is why we bleed because it's shedding. So a little bit of cramping you're going to have just a little bit, but nothing too intense where you can't walk. Um, so it is normal, but again, not like insane. And then 
our body enters the follicular phase. And the follicular phase should be days 6 through 14, and that is around 8 days average. And during this time, your hypothalamus um, will signal your pituitary gland to release follicle-stimulating hormone, which is known as FSH. And this hormone stimulates your ovaries to begin to produce eggs. So your energy levels are going to begin to rise. Um, you're going to feel happier, kind of ready to live a little. Um, and the reason why estrogen starts to rise is because the lining of the uterus has to re-thicken. And this is a great time, ladies, if you're trying to conceive, if you're trying to have children, um, your follicular and your ovulatory phase are going to be the best time because during your follicular phase, your body is preparing and your uterus now becomes a nutrient-rich environment for an embryo to grow. So then our body enters the ovulation phase. And during this phase, your body's going to reach peak, peak estrogen levels. So your energy is going to be at its highest. Um, if you are experiencing acne or acne in your follicular phase, maybe look into estrogen-related um, symptoms. You know, look into that. That is a very good sign of what kind of acne you're dealing with. And then once our body reaches peak estrogen, once again, our hypothalamus will trigger the pituitary gland to now release the luteinizing hormone. And this is going to be the beginning of ovulation. Um, and ovulation happens on day 14 or day 15 and usually lasts around 24 hours. But the phase itself will usually last from 3 to 5 days, kind of depending. And then... After that phase, our body will now enter the luteal phase. And during this time, your body is kind of like slowly, slowly going to begin to need more rest. You know, it's going to slow down. And now our estrogen like completely drops and progesterone shoots. So our progesterone is officially um, now going to be at peak, um, kind of going to be in the equation because it's been at its lowest for quite a bit now. Um, and your luteal phase usually lasts from day 15 to 28 until our body enters the menstrual phase again. Um, and so now that progesterone levels are risen, our energy levels are going to be lower. Um, now is not necessarily the time for heavy weightlifting. You can still do like um, kind of like less intense weight lifting but i would just kind of like let your body ease into this rest phase um and again your body's going to need a little bit more nourishment more warm nourishment so now let's kind of talk about how we can support our cycle um and for each phase how we can move our body and kind of what to begin to nourish and kind of eat to um help with different hormone levels that are rising and lowering and all of this stuff so for our menstrual phase, um, my three top tips, um, number one is getting quality sleep. And this is super important because sleep is when your body is, you know, kind of recovering and healing and your body needs rest during the time because um, a lot of energy is being used for your cycle. So make sure that you're getting proper and quality sleep. Um, my favorite thing to help with this is establishing a morning routine and a nighttime routine. And this can look like in the morning is getting sunlight daily. This not only helps to um, give you better sleep at night, but it helps to regulate your cortisol. 
and um, is super healthy for your uh, mitochondrial health. So get your sunlight on the eyes, ladies. As soon as you wake up, please do not go on your phone. You're going to kind of just disrupt your entire day and your energy levels. Um, and then second is the foods that you want to eat during your period. So my favorite foods to incorporate are high quality um, salmon, high quality red meat, like grass fed meat, burgers, um, organic chicken. I love to steam vegetables like root vegetables such as carrots, beets, um, all of this great stuff. And then healthy fats such as avocado, grass fed butter, um, coconut oil, kind of, you know, whatever, give your body that warm nourishment, give your, your body some extra carbs, sourdough, raw milk, kefir, um, good quality like A2 yogurt. Um, and then cycle syncing your workouts. So for your menstrual phase, you want to focus on low impact movements like walking, Pilates, um, body weight exercise or body weight um, workouts if you feel like, you know, working out. Um, and then, you know, the daily picking yourself food, emptying the dishwasher, like little chores here and there, and then rest once again. Um, and then in our follicular phase, again, sleep is literally in general, you know, it's establishing that good um, um, foundation for your day. And that is going to be great for your hormones, for your cortisol. Again, with the sun on your eyes helps with stress and cortisol. Um, and then foods for your follicular phase is going to be some good, healthy, fatty fish. We want some eggs, some high-quality dairy, like raw milk, A2 yogurt, kefir, um, and then avocado, pumpkin seeds, raw carrot salad because estrogen is peaking. Um, pumpkin seeds, I believe I mentioned, are great in you making like um, a pudding on your smoothies or cookies or something like that. So you can incorporate those foods. I have a bunch of recipes on my Instagram where I make stuff of all variety and nutrient-dense meals. So you can check that out if you don't know what to eat. Um, and then your workouts for your follicular phase are, since your energy levels are uh, rising, you can begin to ease back into somewhat high intensity, more towards your ovulatory phase, like kind of give your body the two to three day rest after your period to get back into it. But then you can do the hit again, you know, go on runs, lift heavy again. Um, but also focus on core training during this time to kind of strengthen your core muscles. Um, and then biking, dancing, long walks, obviously. I love my walking. Um, and so yeah, that's going to be great because your energy levels are once risen. Then, your ovulatory phase, you're going to want all the other tips, again, the sleep, um, but now you're going to want to really focus on flushing out any excess estrogen. So your food now is going to be, like every single day, raw carrot salad, um, incorporating cruciferous vegetables, fiber-rich foods um, like broccoli, um, cauliflower, um, bell peppers, and then salmon. You know, I think it's really um, necessary to be eating um, fish like every single week, two to three times a week, three to four times a week, however much your body can handle, um, and then berries and citrusy fruits because your body needs more vitamin C, um, more vitamin D, and all of this good stuff. Then don't skip out on being social during this time because your body is at peak 
energy levels and you don't want to kind of box it in and you know you let it out let your body heal itself you're gonna I'm sure you're gonna want to like go out and have fun plan fun activities go for a hike and then still get your rest but remember that if you do feel like you have to heal your body let it out like just move go on a hike go bike riding do lunch or do something fun and then my go-to workouts are hit if you know I'm feeling it because even though um, this is the time for your body for hit doesn't mean you like hit you know I'm not forcing you to do that because this is cardio time you know go on a run doesn't have to be a five mile run for crying out loud it can be a, a one mile run or something like that and then some tips for this time is doing castor oil pack and beginning to prepare your body for your luteal phase so I recommend doing some Epsom salt baths drinking red raspberry tea um, nettle tea for any excess estrogen your body has not flushed out and then our last phase is our luteal phase so during our luteal phase um, again our body is going to begin to slow down and so rest sleep again I <laughs> y'all know this already so for our diet we're still going to be wanting to be eating um, high quality sockeye wild sockeye salmon um, incorporate greens for those vitamins and minerals, um, grass-fed butter, sourdough, berries, and pineapple. And don't skip meals during this time because your body is going to begin to need more nourishment. Like, no intermittent fasting. You guys probably already know my thoughts on intermittent fasting, but, um, I don't recommend in general, but especially during this time because we want to make sure that our period comes and so stressing the body is not what we want to do right now. So for our workouts, we're going to be switching the hit for lightweight training. Um, it doesn't, you don't even necessarily have to lift weights. It can just be body workouts, um, walking, Pilates. You can do light jogs. I don't recommend if you know your period is coming in two to three days. Keep that kind of a little bit more towards the beginning of your phase if you are a runner. Um, and then again, castor oil packs are going to be great for this time to support any excess hormones that need to be flushed out, Epsom salt baths, and then again my favorite teas would be milk thistle, nettle, and red raspberry leaf. So these are all great ways, all great foods, um, and ideas to support our cycle. And they're personally ones that I practice daily for every week that I'm in. Um, they help with my energy levels when I cycle sync for my workouts. And the food that I eat, I truly notice a difference when I do nourish my body, body properly for each phase. Okay, so now let's talk about how a period can become irregular and how and why women start experiencing crazy, crazy PMS issues and symptoms. So the first is a imbalanced gut. And I talked about this on my previous episode um, with estrogen dominance and uh, toxin overload. Pretty much... Again, in literally all of my previous episodes, episodes, I've talked about how the gut affects every single part of the body, and when the gut is imbalanced, it's going to affect your liver, which then affects your hormones, it's going to affect your thyroid, which then puts stress, stress on the body, and reduces hormone production, you know, reduces T4 to T3 conversion, which then causes all sorts of thyroid issues, such as hair loss, weight gain, or hyper thyroidism um, issues such as fast heart rate or weight loss or all of that stuff. So 
think that is super important because um, it also, 80% of the immune system resides in the gut and the immune system hugely affects the hormone and endocrine system. So again, the gut, you have to make sure that you're eating a good quality diet, that you have balanced um, good and bad uh, gut bacteria. And then, you know, that stress is not causing your gut lining to deteriorate. Maybe you don't have a leaky gut, food sensitivities, because I see a lot of people who have like lactose sensitivity and dairy sensitivity, like all of that stuff. And then when they do eat their trigger foods, then it causes their skin to break out. And the reason why is because their skin is the, our skin is the largest organ in our body. And it is one of the ways that our um, toxins get flushed out, get pushed out. It's not the first way, um, like through sweating. It obviously is excreted first through urine and bowel movements, but if it does become excreted through your skin, then that's kind of when you know that something's going on in the gut. And I myself experienced, I never had like hormonal acne, but you know, like we all experience acne here and there when you grow up, not anything intense, but it definitely is gut related. So yeah, the gut is huge, diet, stress in the gut, you know, stress for me is what deteriorated my gut mostly besides diet. And it was a huge factor um, when I was trying to, you know, fully like heal my skin and my body, my gut, like everything came from the gut, all of my, my problems extend from there. So fixing your gut issues, if you're not having gut issues, but you're having hormonal acne, still look into your gut, you could not be having like bloating or cramps or all of this stuff. But because it stems from the gut, you know, you look, that's the first place that you look to. Um, and then we have your water intake. Are you properly hydrating your body? And what I mean is if you are not drinking enough water, like I, I believe it's per pound of body weight that you have is per ounce or something like that. Um, so the reason why is because your lymphatic system is huge for acne and your liver and toxins and your lymph doesn't move on its own. So you need to be drinking enough water. You need to be dry brushing or rebounding or jumping or doing some sort of a physical activity that truly moves your lymph around, um, or like Epsom salt baths or something like that to fully have your body to begin to sweat so that it could properly excrete the toxins. So if you notice that, you know, your face doesn't sweat or you don't sweat in general, but you're having hormonal acne, excuse me, or like bacne or chest acne, make sure that you are sweating and you are properly hydrating yourself and remineralizing. Next, you have to make sure that you look into your adrenals because really your adrenals is the stress response and that controls the thyroid. So if you are having hypothyroidism symptoms or Hashimoto's or hypothyroidism or Graves disease, look into your adrenals because they are, they're burnt out, you know, so you gotta, you gotta address the adrenal fatigue. You have to address the adrenal stress, um, that HPA axis to HPT axis, which means the hypothalamus pituitary adrenal axis and then the hypothalamus pituitary thyroid axis. Now, you must be saying, and excuse me if you can hear the airplane in the back, but you must be saying, well, everyone has stress. Okay, yes, everyone has stress, but you can do things to reduce the stress. You can 
do some sort of therapy or movement to help your body get rid of the stress because the more you stress, the more your body's going to stay stuck in flight or fight and that obviously disrupts your hormone production and then that's going to make your period go crazy, your hormonal acne go crazy and all of all sorts of issues, blood sugar issues and thyroid issues. So my favorite ways to deal with stress, um, my number one is praying and reading and journaling. And this is something that as Christians, especially if you're a Christian, I believe you should really practice daily is getting into the word, meditating on the word, and really kind of building that foundation of no matter what happens, like I'm standing on the word of God and I'm not going to believe the lies of the enemy. I'm not going to let the situation stress stress me out. You know, I'm going to ask for help. I'm going to ask the Lord for wisdom. So really, you know, just let all of your burdens out. And obviously, like, if it's a situation, it's kind of going to be stuck in your mind. Um, my second thing is walking. I love walking because it does um, reduce stress in your body and it kind of calms you down and it, you know, gets your mind off of stuff. It's genuinely amazing for your digestive system. So if you are experiencing uh, digestive-based stress um, symptoms, walking is literally amazing for digestion. I would walk, I would wake up in the morning around like 7 and go for a 45-minute walk and kind of, it would it would really, really kickstart my day and it was just quite literally amazing. So walking, highly recommend. Um, and then some sort of like exercise exercise therapy I never did martial arts because I was never like I never had like an aggression stress but if you are dealing with aggression or anger issues um stress based I would totally look into martial arts because not only are you getting your exercise in but it's very therapeutic like it's I've heard amazing stories of uh, women and men that did martial arts for their stress and then we have laughing or kind of just being joyous and making sure that we have time with friends and family, doing things that we love. You know, if you're working like a nine to five and you have time like 30 minutes or something, call up a friend, get some laughing, laughing in because honestly laughing is such a good um, secret, not a secret, but like it's a well-known secret that people use to balance their nervous system, their hormones, and even their immune system because um, you're triggering all of those neurotransmitters and your body is um, being relieved on stress because you're kind of getting your mind off of stuff. So laughing, having a good time, being, making time for stuff that you love. You know, if you have the time, you know, instead of sitting on your phone at night till 1 a.m. and then going to work again like clockwork and kind of being stuck in this cycle you have to get these habits if you know that you have time to do them and then i talked about this in my previous episode but toxins and flushing the toxins out of your body especially if you're um you know experiencing all sorts of symptoms in the body having to flush out toxins can probably be the missing factor if you quote unquote healed your gut or all of this stuff so look into that, um, look into functional detoxes, work with me or work with someone in the integrative field. Um, make sure that you do, if you don't work with an integrative health practitioner, make sure that you can DM me, but make sure that if you do a functional detox, that the detox has the proper nutrients and uh, vitamins and minerals and um, 
ingredients in the product that support the phase one and phase two of the liver. So don't get scammed. Um, there's a lot of obviously like fad and like scamming and stuff like that, which is so sad because you know, people are helpless and they don't know what to do. So when they look on the internet and they're like, oh, there's this great product I should try out, but it doesn't end up working out for them. And then that's the last time they try and then they keep dealing with their symptoms. It's really sad. So I'm, my podcast is here. My Instagram is here to kind of shed light on the stuff that actually works. So look into toxin removal for sure. So those are just a few ways that you begin. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, those are just a few factors that you can begin to improve and implement into your lifestyle to um, improve your cycle and your overall health because the body, you look at the body as a whole, we're not, you know, when if someone comes to me to fix their hormonal issues, I'm going to fix their gut, I'm going to fix their nervous system, and I'm going to fix their liver function. I'm not just going to fix their hormones because everything is tied in together and we're going to work through fear, we're going to work through trauma. Because <clears throat> what actually started these issues in the first place? Yes, like I mentioned, diet, um, your gut, and stress is what affects and what causes these issues. But really, we have to look at the spiritual side of things. What emotion, what trauma is holding you back? What have you not let go of? What, who have you not forgiven that is um, stressing you out? You know, so you don't deserve to go to the doctor and just get put. A label on your health issues and get slapped in your face with oh you can just go on birth control it'll fix your hormonal issues when that is the exact opposite um, birth control and I'm not bashing anyone I just want you to know that there is a way out like if you're doing it to prevent pregnancy there are so many natural ways like basal uh, body temperature or kind of just tracking where you are in the month it's super easy it's not rocket science um, doesn't take a genius just look at a chart, you know, kind of memorize it and figure out where you are. So yeah, there is a way out because birth control is, has a literally, and I'm not bashing on anyone that's taking it again, but there are so many, so many side effects and some people will be on it for three months. Then they figure out that it's really bad for you. And then they get off and they have absolutely no symptoms or side effects from being on it for just three months. But then another lady, um, who had the same symptoms as the previous one will get off of it after three months and be hit with even harder hormonal acne, gut issues, and all of this stuff because it's so wrecking to the body. So I just want to put that out there. Um, if you kind of need help, if you want to get off birth control, DM me. Let's work together. Let's replenish because birth control not only causes more symptoms, but it depletes your body of minerals, vitamins, nutrients, and everything kind of like is dysfunction because your hormones are needed for metabolism and so many other things so if you're on birth control and it's not just wrecking your hormones it's wrecking other parts of your body so yes those are the main factors that usually cause those issues and I never had crazy hormonal issues, but because of my gut issues, I had somewhat of an imbalance, but it wasn't too crazy. So yeah, I'm very, very thankful for that. But I, again, I'm still on my own health journey, slowly balancing everything, but I would say I'm 90% better. So if I can do it, you can do it. You got this. 
So that is the end of this week's episode. I really thank you so much for tuning in and I hope that you learned some valuable information, especially if you're dealing with hormone issues or you kind of just learned about your cycle if you're a woman um, and you kind of feel more knowledgeable and I really hope so because that's what this is all about for you to learn more about your body and then I'm going to talk more about probably male hormones in the near future, probably have someone who specializes in that come on and talk about that. So thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you guys have a great rest of your Monday or if it's already night, have a blessed week. I'll see you guys next Monday. God bless you.